Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Today joining me is Scott Aaron, who is a coach and mentor. I brought Scott onto the show to discuss LinkedIn strategies for maintaining and even growing your business during a pandemic, and our focus is going to be on LinkedIn today, but I'm sure some other things will come up. Scott, welcome to the show. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself in a hundred, uh, try to keep it around a hundred words or less? <laughs> Absolutely, Mark, and, and thank you again for the opportunity to be here today. So, uh, born and raised in, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and now uh, live in, in southern New Jersey in Marlton, about 50 miles uh, west of the Jersey Shore near Atlantic City. And uh, I've been in the health and wellness industry for um, actively for 18 years, but participating in a total of 23. And I am now a consultant, business coach, uh, top podcaster, and two-time best-selling author, teaching people the art of human connection in a saturated digital world, but doing it through the means of LinkedIn. Wonderful. Great summary. Uh, a little more than 100 words, but perfectly fine. You're very <laughs> succinct. <laughs> All right, Thank so uh, no laughing matter, actually, and, and what I want to start off with is, could you summarize for us what your clients are saying? And by the way, if you're listening to this in the future, uh, the date today is April 9th, and I don't think Scott or I know what's going to happen here. So, you know, there's a lot of fear, uncertainty, uh, certainly some doubt. And I'm curious what your clients are telling you, Scott, right now. Well, it's as we're listening to this, I'm, I'm actually uh, having one of the most profitable weeks uh, of this year. Um, and it's, again, it's the, the farmer versus hunter mentality. And now is the perfect time for that. And what my clients have been saying is they're, they're, they're seeing the opportunity, but they're also seizing the opportunity because you know, there's two different uh, ways that we can look at this pandemic depending upon when you're looking at this and you know, whether you're listening to this when this comes out or much later on, uh, it's pretty safe to say that 2020 is going to be a, a very monumental year for people in two different ways, whether uh, that is uh, prosperously or or uh, in a shift into a, a different direction. And, you know, the first two quarters of this year were definitely interesting. You know, we're moving into the second quarter of this year. And it's, when we come out of this, when, whenever that happens, I have my own theories, which I can share. But when we come out of this, something incredible is going to happen for a lot of people that took the time to plant the most seeds during this opportunity. And, you know, Mark, what a lot of my, a lot of my clients, they're online business owners, whether they're in network marketing or they have online business consulting businesses, um, they have online coaching programs. They're seizing this opportunity because right now, as people are listening to this, social media has never been more utilized than right now because everybody is home. Everyone is available to connect or to speak or to collaborate with. So what I'm hearing from a lot of my clients, past and current, 
is that they are just beyond excited for what is available to every everyone right now in the industry that we're in. And you don't feel, and I totally agree with your foundation you just laid there. Do you feel like though it's becoming more and more noisy because more people are at home, they have access to social media, all of that. Do you feel that's an issue? Yes and no. And why I say yes and no, yes, it's noisy on the platforms that have always been noisy. Facebook, Instagram. Now you're seeing a lot of the noise go from those two platforms to TikTok. And that's fine. If it let people go to the amusement parks. Yeah. Because I'm over here building my empire on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is still growing at a very, very strategic, mm -hmm. but very even pace. And you're still not seeing the junk that you sometimes see on Facebook and Instagram, occasionally you'll see it float onto LinkedIn, but that's because the people just don't know how to use it. Yeah. So yes, in the sense, there's a ton of noise on the platforms where you're always going to see that pandemic or no pandemic. And no, because when you're using the right platform, the right people are going to be using that platform. The everyday person, the, the, the non-business minded person, Mark, are going to be spending the time on the quote unquote entertainment platforms which are Facebook, Instagram, and now you can throw TikTok in there. Very well said. Uh, again, I, I totally agree with you on uh, everything that you've said. I can't uh, find any fault in it. And I, I like to pick things apart. So far, so good. Now, my biggest problem with LinkedIn is the engagement is low for most people. And it's really hard for, your, for me anyway. Some things I get engagement on, it's just not telling and, and I can't figure out the algorithm for getting my message across to the right people. I've got 27,000 connections on, on LinkedIn, and I'd probably say 100 of them see what I put out there every time. Um, so that's what I brought, why I brought you on. And I'm sure, because I hear it a lot, there are a lot of other people that are in the same camp. And they're like, I figured out Twitter. I figured out Facebook. I figured out YouTube. But it's... LinkedIn, where I'm having the most challenge. And guess what? LinkedIn has the most opportunity for guys like you and me. So very curious as to what you're doing on LinkedIn uh, that the rest of us can learn from. Two things. The, the type of content that I'm putting out, number one, and I'll dive into that. And number two, the quality of connections that I allow into my network. And I use the word allow, not loosely, very firmly because I don't want just anyone and everyone in my network. I want to be able to connect and I want to be able to collaborate uh, and network with people in my, in my own connections. I don't want just Joe Blow in there that does this, that, or the other, where there's, there's no mutual relationship. There's no synergy in what we're doing. So I'm very strategic about who I connect with and why that's important is because going back to the content creation, when you build the right kind of network where you, you know them very well, you know what kind of content that they want to be delivered, where you're educating and informing them through posts or videos or articles, that's when you're going to start to see your engagement grow. But here's the thing. I actually did a Facebook uh, LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn video the other day on all of these these connection hackers 
and you probably see this post come up. Um, you want to know how to grow your network quickly. Number one, like this post. Number two, connect with everyone that likes the post. And number three, say I am open to connecting. That is one of the most disingenuine, inauthentic ways to build your network on LinkedIn. Now, you may look around and you may see these people that quote unquote are LinkedIn influencers that have tens of thousands of views and hundreds of comments and tons of likes between you and me, that doesn't matter at all. I could care less what kind of engagement someone is having. What I care about is what's going on behind closed doors that no one can see. And those are the messages that you are having back and forth with your connections that lead to appointments in your appointment book that then translate to some sort of monetary transaction, which is through that person or someone that they know. So the facade that we're all seeing on LinkedIn right now of these people that are engagement getters or they're, they're connection hackers, I would rather have eight quality connections than 8,000 randoms that would do nothing for me and I can't do anything for them. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. So are you saying that most of your engagement is in DMs for LinkedIn? I don't know what that's called, uh, but uh, which makes total sense. And I agree, you want to convert those into sales, uh, appointments, then sales. Yes. But how are you getting a hold of, let's say you've got 10,000 connections. I have no, I have no idea how, how many you have. About 28,000. About 28,000. So we're roughly the same. Yeah. Um, so how are you tr taking those 28,000 and then turning them into con you know, DM conversations? Is this right. because, well, I'll let you answer. Yeah, well, three ways. Number one, there's the, uh, th there's the initial, and I call it the magic formula. So there's the, the initial message. So if you and I were to connect on LinkedIn, um, and you know, I don't do it right away because a lot of people are now using software um, oh, that, 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 that all, and it is I terrible. I unfriend them right away. When I meet, and, and I, Mark, I, I'll share a funny story with you. I, I got a connection request from this guy about two months ago. And you can add a note to a connection, which for your audience and for you, they, LinkedIn will tell you that your, connect, your acceptance rate for connections if, is higher if you add a note. That's BS. There was a third party that came in that did a study, and yeah. they sent 1,000 connections with a note and 1,000 connections without the acceptance rate was just about the same. So that is a facade, and that's what I want to say about that. Now, in regards to that, this guy sends me a note, and he says, hey, Scott, you know, would love to be connected to you on here, not trying to sell you anything, just want to connect. So I said, you know what? Let's see what happens. Yeah. I accept the connection, and Mark, what do you think happened two days later? Oh, I'm sure he's messaged you. It's probably an automated message. Tried to sell me. Yeah. And, and it was this 16 paragraph long drunkalog, you know, book a call here, watch this video, here's a link, here's what I can do for you. Listen, you don't know what you can do for me because you haven't gotten on the phone to hear my needs and wants for my business. Well, why do you think they keep doing it then, Scott? It must be working. Who would keep? Who would it's not working. So right now, people are, are looking to take shortcuts. 
instead of shortening the learning curve, mm-hmm. they're taking shortcuts. They think, well, you know what? If I can get this automated yeah. and I can just sit back, a couple people will fall through the cracks. Right. They are forgetting that the number one business builder, the number one tool that every business requires to have in order to succeed is human connection. If you remove the human connection aspect of what you're doing, you are going to fall flat on your face, if not now, later on down the road. I, I don't care what kind of response you're getting. Real business-minded people like you and I, we, say, we see right through that crap. We see that message. We, we know what level of intelligence we uphold ourselves and what we expect when someone does want to connect with us. So whether it's called the smell test, right? Every time you get a message from someone, put it through the smell test. How, how would you respond? Or if, if you sent that message, how would someone respond to that message? Does that message smell good or does it stink? And if it, if it smells, then it's something that you don't respond to. And it's something that you shouldn't send yourself now. So I have something called the magic formula. So when you, when you connect with someone that's a good fit for you, you don't do it right away. You do this a couple days later, and it's three steps. Number one, you mention the person's name. You know, hey, Mark, great to be connected to you. Second part is letting the person know why you connected with, with them, what synergies you found, which is why you connected, and you basically just say, hey, Mark, saw that you also have a podcast and you're in business coaching, would love to learn more about you and share more about me and my business to see if there's any way we, where we can support each other here on LinkedIn. So there's the body of the message. It's basically describing, here's how we're connected and here's yeah. why we should talk. The third part is a CTA called action. Questions lead to answers. And I basically would say, do you have any time this or next week to hop on a call? That's it. You have to ASK to GET. You have to ask in order to get. So if you're not asking questions, you're not going to get answers. Now, that's when you have a new connection. Other ways are, I love the automated messages that LinkedIn provides when they let you know it's someone's birthday, it's a work anniversary. And people say, well, you know, is that really genuine? Well, do you know how many people do not do that? They, they skip right over it. So I go in every single day. I wish every single connection that I have a happy birthday. Congrats on the job anniversary. Because if they respond back to it, guess what? I can go back and I can see the messaging history of what I had with that person. Yeah. If, we've, if we've never connected before, I then go right back to my magic formula. If we did connect before, but maybe it just fell to the wayside, I can go back to the magic formula, but I can change it. And they say, you know, thank you so much. I can say, you are so welcome. I know we connected a while back, but would love, and then I just go right into it again. The third way is through gratitude. So when someone supports me on LinkedIn, whether it's one person or a hundred people through a post, I always go in to look at the engagement of my posts and I look for new people and I send them a personal gratitude message. So if you came on and you liked one of my videos and commented, basically I would then go to, go to your profile, click message and say, Hey Mark, I just want to stop by and say, thank you for, uh, you know, engaging and liking and supporting my post. It means a lot to me. Have a great day. That's it. Because then if you respond back and you can say, you're so welcome, love your content, then I can wrap back around to the magic formula again. So those are three really easy and they're manual. 
They're not automatic. It's, no. it's you being in the trenches because people can feel, even through a message, even though they're not seeing your face, even though they're not hearing your voice, they can feel your energy through the words that you're using. Completely agree. Now, how much time do you recommend people spend researching that individual or is it all on their profile on LinkedIn? What's kind of the process that you go through? Well, number one, if they don't have a profile picture, I typically don't connect with them because yeah. that's just, it's not hard to do to just upload a profile picture. But number right. two, I do look at their headline and the headline says everything. That's basically your introduction to that person. And again, you will be able to tell how active someone is on LinkedIn. Now, if you go to their profile, they don't have many connections. They've never posted. They never shared an article. It might not be worth it to send someone like that a message because- yeah they're probably not going to check it anyway. So uh, I don't spend too real. much. Exactly. I, I don't spend too much time filtering through. I kind of see their headline. If it feels like a good, good fit, I'll send a message. Okay. All right. So are you saying that you don't post anything publicly on LinkedIn? It's all done behind the scenes or is there some kind of a feeder system from posting publicly? So you do want to post publicly um, at a minimum uh, one maximum two times a day. It's not like Facebook and Instagram. So I use like for me, I always create content calendars. Um, yeah. I don't use uh, external posting. I, I do it myself. Um, I I upload about three videos per week. I do a post almost every day, and I write a couple articles a week. And everything that I write, everything that I post, is all educational and informative information, leaving the audience better. But the simple tip that I can give people is there's two things that you need to do when you're doing an article, a post, um, or a video. If you're going to be doing any one of those three things, which I suggest everyone should be doing them, yep. you again have to educate and inform your audience of something not that you want to talk about. This is the problem. The, the big problem, Mark, is that people end up posting content that they want to talk about, not what the audience actually wants to hear. So post things that your audience actually would hear, engage, and then implement. That's the key. The second thing is leaving a call to action in the content. So if you're doing a post, if you're doing a video, if you're writing an article, you know, tell them, leave a comment below, share your thoughts below. How did you feel about this content? You know, what's your strategy? So that's a way where you can start to create an organic and genuine community because here's the thing. You have those, those they have something called um, engagement pods now on LinkedIn. Yeah. Where people will invite you to this private group where you all have to like and comment on each other's yeah. stuff. Mark, that's just another job to me. I don't have like... If, if I feel drawn to someone's content, I will like and comment. That is not a question. I would much rather not have an engagement pod. I post something and people organically comment. I did a video yesterday. It's still getting engagement today. And I've had five people already comment with the content that I put out there. So again, I would much rather have five organic people comment than 50 people from an engagement pod to give my content the look that it's getting high engagement. Is it just the look though? Because I was just invited ironically to an automated pod. I don't know, even know what that means. And out of curiosity, I said, okay, explain more about this. But uh, do you know if the algorithms of LinkedIn 
will promote something with 50 comments to more of your followers than it will with five. Do you, do you, do you know how it's that works? Not, yeah, it's not so much that LinkedIn will promote it to it, but with any social media platform, the more engagement it gets, the more eyeballs will be drawn to it. But let me, let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. So this started with Facebook about six or seven years ago. And, you know, I have a network marketing background. So this was what, what was taught. You, you put a post out there, whoever's part of the team, we all go to each other's pages and we like and comment. So yep. it draws attention. So it shoots up to the top of the news feed. So your network starts to see it. But what Facebook, when they caught on to this, do you know what they did? They said, you know what? If all of these same people are liking and commenting, we're going to switch around the algorithm and we're going to make sure that when you log on to Facebook every day, the only thing that you're going to see are the people that are is liking your stuff and the people that you're liking their stuff. So it completely backfired. So you're going to see this happen on LinkedIn. If you have these engagement pods and you're spending time just liking and commenting on all the same people's stuff, the only people that are going to end up seeing that are the people that are in the engagement pod, which means you're building a wall around the organic people that are standing on the other side of it that also could be seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well said. Um, kind of brings me to my point, though. Uh, actually, I've got quite a few points. And, you know, thank you so much for sharing this about LinkedIn. It makes total sense. It's real. It's human. You're actually putting your own effort and thought into it. It's not automated, which I, I can't stand those automated things. But yeah, should we be trusting these platforms at all? Shouldn't you be trying to move them offline or at least to an, an email list that you control? It just seems like, you know, Facebook changed their algorithm, Instagram, all of these platforms can change it on a dime. And then your business goes away if you're relying on them. Well, so just, rem just remember uh, <laughs> two things. Number one, the, the reason behind why these platforms were created. So if you go back to the history of why Facebook was created, it was created in a dorm room at Harvard University to scope out hot chicks that were on campus. Mm -hmm. And then it basically became like a, a college connector and then it became a global connector. So it's still, that's all it is. It's, it's, a, it's a barbecue. Then the advent of Instagram was taking the, the, the idea of Facebook, but instead of a barbecue, it's going to be a reality TV show. So people can follow along and watch people's lives. Now, if you look at the history of LinkedIn, the original purpose of LinkedIn was to connect businesses with people that were in need of opportunity, people, job seekers, recruiters. Now, that all changed when Microsoft bought them out nearly four years ago. So you have a technology company that's also a cybersecurity company running this social platform that is now connecting business-minded people to network with each other. And there was a time where you could download a, a CSV file of your emails okay. and contacts on LinkedIn. Um, that has uh, diminished. They obviously that, that you know, you're, you're not allowed to do that stuff anymore with, with email code. But Facebook and Instagram it's, it's so imperative to take things offline like you spoke about 
yeah. and it's most easiest to do on LinkedIn because these are business professionals that are used to talking on something called a phone. Mm -hmm. Where if you send them or a Zoom, they and, and that's where you can start exchanging information. So if if someone agrees to a call, say, great, what's your email? And I'll send you a, a calendar invite. Now, organically, you're getting contacts, you're getting contact information organically from the platform. So you can grow an email list, you can grow your contact list just by connecting and networking with people that are actually on a platform to connect and network. So people tend to overthink the process and that's something just we as human beings do. We, we, if something is too easy, we have to do something to make it a little bit more difficult. And that's why I love LinkedIn so much because everyone says it's difficult. It's only difficult because you're not spending enough time on it actually seeing how easy it is. And I can't tell you, Mark, how many people after I take them through my course, they have said to me, this is too easy. And I said, exactly. Why should this be difficult? And if people were thinking that Facebook and Instagram are going to be great ways to build a, a business that is built around networking and connecting with others on it for business purposes, you're being misinformed. LinkedIn is where you want to spend your time to not only build your personal business brand, but to build your credibility, but also to build that impact, impact and income that you're really seeking. Couldn't agree more. Um, I just didn't know how to do it, and you've, you've taught me a lot, and I'm sure everyone listening uh, will appreciate it. I've produced a lot of videos recently on LinkedIn just to test everything. Some of them do well. Some of them you know, are ignored. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of playing around with content. But you know what you said about directly connecting with people offline and your magic formula, I mean, that's, that's, I think it's critical. And I like the fact that you're doing this personally. You're not relying on an automated system because those things I just ignore. And actually, I unfriend people that do that. You, so, you know, it's, it, it's, it's so, not, not to cut you off, but it, it's, it's so important to understand, Mark, that when um, we're our most valuable assets to our businesses, you know, you're the most valuable. Without you, your business doesn't exist. Without me, my business doesn't exist. And you could, there, there are absolutely some things that every online business owner, every coach like you and I, we should outsource. I, com I am completely for that. I have about eight or 10 people that, that work for me that do some of the outsourcing things that I do not want to do. Yeah. Transcribing podcasts, like you, you, you are not going to get me to do that. I would rather pay someone to do that because I love connecting. My time is spent here. And just to give me an example, even how you and I connected. You know, we connected uh, via uh, an app called matchmaker.fm, which was brilliantly created by one of my LinkedIn connections from the UK. And I've been on, I think, on 32 podcasts in the past three weeks. And, 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 and again, and I think you can attest to this. Number one, it's not hard to get on a podcast in today's day and age. Yeah. Number two, it's not hard to get guests for your podcast in this day and age. So... I got a message yesterday from someone emailing, emailed me, this woman said, hi, my name is so-and-so, and I would like to introduce you to so-and-so who would like to be considered to be a guest on your podcast. Here's a verbal vomit about this person. Hmm. So I replied back to her. I said, I would absolutely consider it. Why don't you have him send me an email so I can get him on the phone so we can talk first? Yeah. 
So all these people, and, and, and I'm not putting that down, but all these people that are paying someone to try to get them on podcast, you're probably not getting on as many as you could be because you're removing the most important aspect and piece of that, which is you. I am more likely to talk to someone getting on my podcast if they personally emailed me myself instead of someone they paid to do it for them. Does that make sense? Yep. Makes perfect sense. All right. Well, we got to wrap things up. I have two questions for you. Um, and these are questions I ask every guest. One, what is the hottest digital marketing technology that you're using now or want to use? And this is, this is my, my future wife's jam. She loves the backend stuff. But I'll tell you my, my, my two favorites right now. Uh, number one is repurpose.io. It's uh, $20 a month. And what you can do is you can create these things called workflows where you can connect your Facebook page, okay. you can connect your YouTube channel, you can connect your LinkedIn account and your podcast. So when I release a podcast, I can create a workflow that connects my podcast to YouTube and what Repurpose.io will do is that it will gather that information, create a video and post it to my YouTube channel for me. So it's a way to be omnipresent and yeah. 20 bucks a month now. No brainer. Another one is otter.io. I love that. And, and otter is great because for me, uh, for those people that are podcasters, every single podcast episode that you release, if you use an app like otter.io, which I, I believe it's again, it's like 15 or 20 bucks a month. 10. Will, 10, $10 a month. It, yeah. will, it, it downloads your content puts it into Word document form, then you can send it to your VA, they can trim it up, and then they can post it as a blog or an article on LinkedIn. So those are two of my favorites just because it allows me to work smarter and not harder. Yeah, completely agree. I love Otter. I didn't know about repurpose.io. Last question, who is uh, the most influential person in marketing today or who's influencing you in marketing today? It's there, there's been different people over different amounts of time. And, you know, I love, I love Gary V, but I would say right now, and I always come back to him, um, is Simon Sinek. And I love, I love Simon's message because yeah. he actually did an interview the other day with his team, but he's about 15 people on his team. And he wanted to debunk the fact that these are not unprecedented times. This is just, this happens all the time in, in, in history, in the world, yeah. or it, it could be a divorce or uh, a death. Those are all epidemics and pandemics to individuals. And he always talks about leadership from the right way, but his core foundation is connection. And you've heard him speak. And he said, instead of sending an email to someone within your building, go up to their office and have a conversation with them because I teach human connection through all of the noise that's going on on social media that I always come back to the way that he markets himself, the way that he connects with his audience is beyond brilliant. And I love every single thing that he does. Wonderful. All right. So I um, want to give you the opportunity to kind of promote something that you're doing. I know you've got a new book out called the Network Marketing Academy. It sounds like you've got a course as well. Can you give us a little bit of, of a description of both of those? Yeah, my latest book, The Network Marketing Academy, is it, it's not just for network marketers. Um, it's geared towards them because they, they have to learn how to market themselves a little bit better. And it's a step-by-step, -step, actually, visual guide. It's, a, it's an adult handbook. Um, 
So, I mean, I know the audience can't see this, but it's a lot of PDFs. Um, and it's actually a step-by-step -step guide that goes over the four core areas of any marketing business, which is mindset, organizational capabilities, social media understanding, and generating leads. There's a workbook that's attached to this. It's a free download in the book. So there are accountability exercises. So it actually puts you into action as you go through the book. It's beautifully done. It can be shared with your organization, your team members, your teammates, so you can all kind of do it together. Uh, and that's on Amazon. Uh, it just came out about a week ago. We'll have a link in the notes. Yeah, it did hit number one bestseller in the category uh, that it was released in. And that's the second time that's happened, which is amazing. So it's a wonderful book. And then my course, uh, I have one-on-one -on -one coaching, but people love my digital course. It's called the LinkedIn Lead Accelerator Program. And basically, it's eight videos that walk people through visually step-by-step -step in under two hours everything that they need to do by setting up their profile so you're using the right SEO, searching and connecting for your ideal people, messaging them, and you can download a script message that based along the magic formula, how to talk to people, and I go through the structure of the conversation, following up and closing them, closing that sale, and then using it as a social media platform, so doing posts, videos, articles, and even joining groups. Uh, and my system is so easy to follow that if you can block off 20 minutes a day, you will start getting traction within a few days. It's really that simple. So I tried to make this very easy, very descriptive, very visual, and obviously very simple to follow. And that's, those are the main two things that people love that I'm doing right now. Excellent. Well, thanks again. I uh, can't say uh, enough about how much I've learned, and I know everybody else is going to have learned something from you about LinkedIn. Check out his book. Check out his course. Scott, um, really want to uh, let you know that, you know, this is something that uh, I think people have been asking me for, for, for weeks, if not months, about LinkedIn and why should I be on LinkedIn? Because I've been pushing it too, but I haven't given them the reason why to push it. And uh, you've given us a reason now. So everyone, if you have enjoyed this podcast, please give us a review at the Apple Podcast, I think they call it store now, uh, in Google Play apps. Your reviews encourage us and help others to choose our podcast. Once again, thank you, Scott. And uh, we've got to have you back on in a couple of months. Well, would love it. And uh, Mark, thank you again for the opportunity. Just grateful to be here. A reminder that we are not financial advisors and anything we talk about or refer to on the show should not be considered or construed as financial advice. We encourage you to do your own research and come to your own conclusions.